Hey guys, welcome back to another fantastic episode of How to Get Results with me, your host, Marcus Castrubio. So this episode is super unique and very interesting in that we take Joe and Matt from the podcast Hustle and Flow. Now they are experts at lead generation and maximizing web pages and optimization, all kinds of cool stuff. So if you haven't listened to their podcast, by all means do it. But I took a different approach in the podcast. I became a mentor coach, which is what I do for a lot of my clients, in changing how they think. So not necessarily just giving advice and, and, and strategy because that's easy to do. Well, easy to do if you're good at it, right? But it's easy to give somebody advice. It's much more rewarding and much more difficult to run them through a process which changes how they will actually perform in terms of new future events or how they feel about past events. So we know that, you know, there's triggers, right? Internal and external triggers that then we give meaning to those triggers. And then after the meaning, we feel a certain thing where we create an emotion. And then after that emotion, we have a behavior. So it's trigger, meaning, emotion, behavior. So when somebody or something negative happens in our past, it becomes a trigger. We immediately give it an unconscious meaning, and then it gives us a certain emotion, and then we have a certain behavior. It's so positive the same thing. But the trick is that that trigger, it's, it's either internal image, sound, feeling, and or it's external, right? Image, sound, feeling. But if we stop at that moment in time and begin to change that sequence of process, we can change the emotion and consequently the behavior, which means we can now look forward to something in the future that we weren't looking forward to in, in, you know, in the past. Make sense? You're anxious. You want to do something or you hate you do something. It's all how you represent it in your mind. So I took the opportunity to give them an actual coaching session that I would do to entrepreneurs and, and clients so they can experience, sort of feel it experientially. I guess that's the same word, right? Either way, super fascinating, super interesting. These are great tips, tools, and techniques that you can do. You can actually take this process, listen to the podcast, and run in your mind the process to run them through. And you can listen to it over and over again. And below, by the way, is the processes that I used, if that makes sense. Anyway. I don't want to get make these introductions too long, but I really hope you listened all the way to the end and you thoroughly enjoyed and that I hope you get a ton of value from this. Thanks in advance. Have a great day and I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. What I want to find out from you guys is two primary questions at the beginning. How do you define happiness and how do you define success? What I really want to know is, is at the end of this conversation, I want you guys to get better results. Mm -hmm. And hopefully the listener along the way picks up a few tits and tidbits, right? So before we get into success and happiness, because that's really what it's about in my opinion, I want you guys to define it. Let's do it. Uh, Go for it. I'll, I'll take a hack at it. So happiness for me is, is uh, you know, showing up and doing the things that I feel like I can do the best in the world, but also have a feel like I'm flowing. I have that flow state, that, uh, that impact I feel like I'm bringing. Um, I'm going to search for this because I don't have a perfectly defined mm -hmm. happiness, but it's, it's having the, the clarity of what I can do in this world to serve myself, my family, and others in a way that's best within these talents that I possess that you know I'm allowing myself to basically flow with those with those talents if i could do that i'm feeling happy i'm fulfilled and i feel like there's uh not a lot of resistance there so it's it's uh it's a good exchange win-win all around that makes me stoked wonderful so if you hear me writing or looking away so i'm making notes you know that the, the 
the coach in me comes out. So I have to make notes <laughs> to find out sure. what's happening. Okay. So I'm going to come back to it in a second. What about you, Matt? Yeah. So for me, happiness, let's see, how would I define that? So being in the moment is big for me. Like I, I, I tend to easily be thinking about the past, past discussions I had, past, you know, past interactions and I'll, I'll dwell on things or, you know, looking into the future, like, oh, we've got this presentation we got to give coming up, or I've got this thing coming up and, you know, I'll start to get anxious about the things that need to happen in the future. And for me, I, I feel happy when I'm in the moment, when I'm present, when I'm, you know, there, there's a lot of things that make me happy, you know, spending time with the family and traveling and, you know, there, there's a lot that I, I can do to sort of fall into this state where I feel happy. But for me, happiness is really just kind of being present in, in whatever moment I'm in. Okay. So here's what's interesting. Joe, for you, it's see, feel, feel, see, meaning I'll explain what I mean by that, right? So you said, I want to see blah, 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 so I can feel blah, 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 so I can feel blah, 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 based on clarity. It's how you process information that we're looking for. And then you talked about flow and resistance, right? Which are antithesis. Flow and resistance do not go together, right? One mm -hmm. or the other. And for Matt, what was really poignant about you was you hold your past on your side in front of you and you hold your future on your, on your left side in front of you and your future on your right side in front of you and the present right in front of you. Mm -hmm. Now, timelines sometimes run through us, meaning it's in the back. And so you have to look back to look at the past and the future. Some of us, me and you included, right? We have, you know, past on the left side and present on the right side. So we're always comparing and looking. The problem with that is that it then allows you to always look at the past and you, you end up finding things you don't enjoy. And then you create horrible images in the present, which gives you anxiety, right? right? Which is really interesting. So, and let me, let me and, then, and, you're, and you see it clearly. So Matt, let me ask you, so just out of curiosity, just for kicks mm -hmm. and giggles. I want you to think of something that happened in the past that you really enjoyed and then point to it when you find it. And like, if you were to think about it and then open your eyes and go, it's this way and point to it in the past. Yeah. So, I mean, in the, in the past, you know, one of my happiest memories that I can think of was the last trip that we did to New Zealand with my wife and I and did a bunch of traveling and road tripping around uh, the country of New Zealand. Um, you know, when I think of the past, I do think of the past as like to the left. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, all right. So now do me a favor. Think of something in the future that don't tell me what it is. Just that you're anxious about and tell me where it's at. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you're, you, you, you've hit it on the head. It's definitely, I think to the right or to the left. And I think it's like, you know, when I'm looking at a calendar, everything that happened in the past is usually to the left on the calendar and everything. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's to the right. I can, I can think of, you know, a, a speaking engagement that's on the calendar that I, I, once we get closer to it, I'll probably start to get more anxious about it. I'm not in the moment, but I'm, I'm already anxious about the fact that I'll be anxious <laughs> about it in the future. <laughs> right, right, which is, which is what, what, how creatively it happens. Okay, so what's interesting is you have an image, and I want you to think of that image and stop it as soon as you think about it and tell me how you see it. Think of the image of the speaking engagement that causes anxiety and then stop it. You have to slow your thinking process down. But I'm just trying to clarify what you're asking. So like I have the vision in my mind of, of this in the future. Yes. You want me to kind of like pause a scene of this? Like as soon as you, at the very beginning of that, of that image, stop it. Like, you know, still frame it. Mm -hmm. And tell me where you see it and, and, you know, what you see. 
So I see us right before going on stage, not actually being on stage, but the moments leading up to going on stage is usually where I have the most anxiety. Once we're on stage, everything's cool. It's the the moments leading up to getting on stage that I get anxious about. So for me, where I'm pausing it, where I I could see the sort of anxiety and like the the, the sort of stress around it is the the sort of, you know, hour or, or, you know, moments leading up to being on stage. Okay. And what do you say to yourself? Right before you get anxious, what do you say to yourself? I mean, typically, I'll, I'll probably be like rambling to Joe or something about like, oh, I hope we don't. No, screw what do this you say or... to yourself? Yeah, okay, all right, good. <laughs> so I would say, what do you say to yourself now to make yourself anxious about that? Um, I'm not sure. I mean, to be honest, I wasn't actively anxious about it until the conversation. Um, I don't know. I, okay, I, I, my I guess don't is really probably have a clear answer in my head. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay. So my guess is it's probably, so, it's probably unconscious, which is common. And it's probably like, gee, I hope I don't screw this up. And then it goes into a loop and it messes with your head. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and where's the feeling of anxiety in your body? If you were going to be anxious, where would you carry that? In, in my neck and shoulders. I mean, that's where. Tight or, or cold or. It, it's just like, I, I get achy in my neck and shoulders, not really a cold or hot sensation, just like a, like a stiff neck kind of feeling. Like tight, like, of- like you're. Yeah, like, like it tightens up, yeah. Like you're clenching your jaw kind of thing and raising your shoulders. You're right. in a defensive position about to get beat up kind of thing. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. That's, I mean, that's where it is. The, the, the tension is in my neck and shoulders. Got it. Okay. All right, so Joe, hold the thoughts. We're going to come back to you in a minute. I just want to address this really quick to show him sure. something that he yeah. can do uh, to make his anxiety turn into excitement in some capacity. Okay, so Matt, we're going to play a little bit with, mm-hmm. with uh, a few pictures if you would. So I want you to imagine that in front of you, you have two TVs. One TV is going to show you a picture or a movie of your vacation with your wife. And it was Australia, New Zealand, New Zealand, New Zealand, yeah, New Zealand, right? And then I want you to picture of the thing that in the future is causing you anxiety. And I want you to look at them both. And I want you to tell me the difference. And what I mean by difference is, is one color, is one brighter, is one moving, is one still, is you know, one black and white is one of a frame is one panoramic, you know, I don't want to see what's in the picture. I want to see how you're representing those pictures. Mm. Yeah. I mean, they'd both be in color. I would say the one in the past is sort of like a frozen picture. The one in the future is more of a, of a moving, you know, I, I could see it playing out sort of thing. Um, they're both, they'd both be in color though. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really the best description. I, I can see like a moment in time from our trip to New Zealand, like a frozen, like still shot, right? But then the thing I'm thinking of in the future, I can actually see it like playing out, like as an anim, like it's animated. I'm, I, I see us like walking okay. up to the stage and, and whatnot. Okay, so it is one brighter than the other? The future one seems to be brighter. Okay, so I want you to dim it down to make the brightness equal to both. Okay. Okay. Is one more colorful than the other? I would say the past, the one in the past is more colorful. Okay. So I want you to make them eat, make the future as colorful as the past. Okay. Okay. Is, does one have sound attached to it? Yes. The one in the future does. Okay. And does one in the past have any sound attached to it? Mm, Not as I visualize it right now. (laughs) Okay. Then mute or pause the sound in the future one. Just either pause it or mute it, whatever's fine. So you can't hear anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, where do you carry the feeling in the past picture? Where do I carry it? 
yeah i mean i guess in my head it's for me it's a it's sort of like a still image from the the, the time um I, I mean i don't feel any other sensation anywhere else in my body as i think of it well do you feel happy yeah mm -hmm. where do you feel that happiness in my head okay and where about in your head specifically just like uh i don't know just the like an energy in my brain that you know makes me feel happy about it okay so attach the same energy in your brain happy feeling to the future picture of the speaking engagement okay okay so now look at the speaking engagement picture make sure it looks exactly like the one in the past and that it has no sound and that the feeling is in your head of happiness energy filled mm -hmm. okay now try to get anxious about that. Yeah, it's, it's definitely harder. I mean, just as you were describing the exercise, I felt myself sort of smiling about the event in the future. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? And we spend three, four, five minutes in it. What's mm -hmm. interesting is, is that, you know, these kind of things is how we process information, how we learn. Mm -hmm. If we change how we learn, we can change the outlook. Now, I know we just, we're playing around for only five minutes, but what if we right. did this for, and I'm not suggesting we do it for 20 minutes, right? It made that event look like the past. How much better do you think you'll be a, as a speaker for that event? Oh, yeah. A lot better because I'd, I'd be sort of more pumped up and energized and excited to even prepare for it. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? So how we perform in the future and in the present depends less on the events and more on how we represent or interpret those events. Right, right. But people tell us, you know, oh, you know, you need to meditate or, oh, you need to, you know, think positive, get pumped up. But none of that stuff works because... All you do when you get pumped up, you go back, you start the same image, sound, and feelings of that future event, right? So right. unless we change that consciously, things don't change. So, so what's going to happen now is your unconscious mind, Matt, is going to learn to take a lot of these future events and make them like the past happy events so that you'll look forward to them. Now, you might get a little bit excited and, you know, we all get a little nervous, excited, but, but anxiety doesn't serve us. Unless there's a tiger in front or something of that nature, right? Right, right. But your body will begin to change the feeling in your neck to the feeling in your head that'll make it happier, more excited. Let me make it up real quick. It'll make it happier, more excited about how to look forward to those events that used to be anxious, right? So now mm -hmm. you've taught your brain something there. Because remember, there's the mind and there's the brain. So we've used the mind right now to change the brain which will then help you perform better. So as you do that and your unconscious begins to create future events that are more exciting, let's go back to you, Mr. C, feel, feel, mm -hmm. clarity. Yeah. So, so what, what, what Joe has told us in that is that he has a strategy, which is both good and bad. The bad problem with Joe's strategy is if he doesn't get the picture, the feeling, the feeling, the picture, then it becomes a failure because there'll be some resistance rather than flow. Mm -hmm. So he's, he's equating happiness only when he can see the event, he can feel it, feel it again, and then see it more clearly. So if I wanted to pump him up, I would say, hey man, imagine us looking and doing this. You'd feel this way, you'd feel this way, you'd see this. There'd be no resistance and you'd be in the flow. And he'd be like, yeah, that's great, right? He'd be super excited. <laughs> But we're, not, but we're not interested in that because his strategy has limitations for him. Because if he, doesn't, if he encounters resistance, then there's no flow. If there's no flow, then the feeling that comes with the picture doesn't make him feel success and happiness. Does that make sense, Joe? Yeah. Let me give you an example. Think of a time when you 
did not feel you're in the flow. You were, mm -hmm. you, you know, you, something was lame. You didn't like it stuff. Can you think of a specific time? For work wise, I could I'm just thinking back to client days, you know, working with someone that I personally just didn't <laughs> personalities clashed or someone didn't follow through on what they did or what they said they would do. And it's becoming more of a frustration rather than a, you know, the way that I kicked off the project. They're like, oh, this is going to be great. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be pretty easy. I can knock this out. This is a great person. And then all of a sudden, oh, shit, hold on. What did I get myself into? So you had an image of how it was going to work out. You felt good about it. You checked your feelings so it would feel good. You made the same image again. And then you encountered resistance. Right. And the resistance took you out of the flow state because the image didn't match reality. And hence now you think you didn't succeed. Yes. At the end of the day. Yeah. I would be like, okay, what did I do wrong? How do Yeah. I would start to get short and that that's where it could get a little ugly mentally anxiety starts and all that. Yeah. Okay. So how would you like to change that so that you still feel the frustration and the challenge, but it makes you believe you're succeeding versus failing. I'll tell you when I get to that point, I feel it in my stomach and I feel it as a, um, it's, it's emotional in that I know this can be done, but I'm not feel, I'm not liking the, the way it's going. So I kind of put it on as like an emotional unconsciously it goes to my stomach and then it kind of puts these little knots, you know, and I know that's happening when it's something I'm like, like I knew I like I could do this, but freaking a man. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. So, so Matt, if you haven't already figured out your partner, he intakes it visually, but he processes it kinesthetically, meaning he learns by seeing, but then he gives it meaning by how he feels about it. Mm -hmm. Right. So he wants to see things, see things, but not until he gets a challenge to take those pictures and then internalize them and put them into feelings. Can he tell you whether or not what's going to work, what's not going to work, how he feels about it? Mm -hmm. So he's what we call visual input, kinesthetic, uh, visual output, but kinesthetic processor. Okay, so, so Joe, I want you to think of a time that it was a horrible business experience where you got those really disgusting, ugly feelings mm -hmm. and you felt like a total failure. And I want you to tell me where that, that feeling is in your body. I got to think of the situation first. Um, and this is what's so in my mind. I compartmentalize like a crazy person so I could stuff away the most horrible things. Matt, actually remind me of something that you know just pissed me <laughs> off because you probably have a better memory and be like, yep, you're right. All right, now I can tell you. No, 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 don't, Matt. Don't, don't get in there, Matt. Damn it. All right. <laughs> so, 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 Joe, right, so, so if, you don't, if you don't remember one, at yeah. least bring back up the feelings and then see what pictures get attached to it. So I can uh, just the general th over committing in general will bring that feeling up with me. So that's too many calls or just stacking too much stuff on my plate, thinking that I can get it all done in a day. So, and, and by the way, compared to compartmentalizing, I'm a Hispanic, I miss that word. <laughs> it's what is it? Compartmentalize. Yeah. That's, that's, that's BS. That doesn't exist. What's <laughs> happening is, you're basically ignoring it and you're going yeah. numb to it, which then like, right. Which then it, like, no. And that's what I've been working through is not ignoring the negative things is like, it's okay. There's something to be learned here. Right. Well, I'm going to show you how <laughs> yeah. to do that much easier than, than therapy. But the problem with that, is that yeah, yeah, the problem is that when you, when that happens, yeah. you're basically trying to get out of your memory, but then like, like a background noise, it goes, mm -hmm. and you don't know it's gone until you go, who turned that off? Mm. Right. So, 
So we want to make sure that from our perspective, we don't make that noise pervasively there. So, okay. So bring those feelings of where you, you know, when you feel bad, mm -hmm. do you have them? I do. Yeah. Okay. Describe them to me. So my, my stomach is in knots. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm feeling it's mainly in my stomach. My head's starting to get a little flustered. I'm not focused. Uh, yeah, and it definitely, yeah, I can't, I just can't focus on the task at hand, even though I know I'm totally capable. It's just, there's a disconnect. Okay. Understood. Yeah. Okay. So now I want you to kind of just forget about it for a second here. Stand up, sit down, literally stand up and sit down physically. Stand up, sit oh. down. <laughs> There you go. Okay. All right. We can there break we the pattern a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Now, what does it feel like when you're in the flow? Hmm. I feel actually like I am right now in this call, you know, like uh, my body, my endorphins are up. I've, uh, I, I went for a run earlier. So it's like, you know, I've got that blood moving. I breathe. I feel relaxed. Um, shoulders are loose. I'm not tensed. And, and what do you have that good. feeling? Is it in the shoulders relaxed? Is it in the stomach? Is it stomach is 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 nice and relaxed. There's no no issues there. And I do hold stuff in my shoulders as well. It's just more I feel the anxiety in my stomach. Okay, cool. And is there something you can think about that is going to give you anxiety or that feeling in the future? Hmm. Uh, pop, 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 pop. Yes. Yeah. So there is a project that we're working on that, uh, yeah, that I can think. Okay, cool. So I want you to think about that project and bring back the negative emotions. And I want you to make it as intense, meaning as yucky as you possibly can. And then tell me when you're there. I'm getting there. All right, well, make it worse. I'll, I'll, let, it, I'll let it keep bubbling up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because you know that guy's a huge pain in the ass, and it's going to be a horrible project. <laughs> it's multiple you know it's people, terrible. man. It's all in even one. Even worse, even worse. <laughs> all right. Even worse. I think I'm, I'm there enough. Okay. So if you were to describe that that feeling had emotion, would it move forward, backwards, side to side, clockwise, counterclockwise? Oh, interesting. Never. I would say... I'm playing with either forward or backwards. I'm leaning more towards a backwards feeling. Well, move it backwards and tell me if it makes it worse. That's what you'll know if it's true. I would say backwards. Yeah. Okay, great. So tell me, is moving it backwards faster or slower make it worse? I want you to make it worse. It'd be a faster backwards. Okay, so make it faster. So make us your stomach feels more, more terrible and you, know, you just make yourself feel worse by moving it faster. Okay. When you're there. Okay, are you there? Yeah, it's getting there. Yeah, I'm building it up right now. Okay, good. All right. And then make sure your shoulders are tense, right? Make you can feel the tense and shoulders, mm -hmm. the circle moving back more, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that horrible image, right? Get really into it. And then in about 10 seconds, you're going to basically reverse the motion. So it goes forward. You're going to relax your shoulders. And you're going to think of the event. 10, 9, 8, don't start too soon. 7, you're already there. 6, 5, four, get ready, set, and go. So move it forward, relax your shoulders, and think of the event, and spin it even faster and faster. And tell me on a scale of one to 10, if bad was 10, where is it now? Bad was 10, I'm at like a five already. Okay, cool. So now move it faster, tell me if that makes it six or a four, or these are the same. Down to about a three, I would say. Okay. It's going okay. away. Okay, cool. So keep moving it. Make it faster. It feels better. Slow it down if it feels better. Whatever you think makes it feel better. And keep thinking of that image until you get 
below a two. I'm right around there. Okay. So now stand up again, sit back down again. And then when you sit back down, I want you to forget about that for a second and think about how you feel when you're in the zone again. All right. Okay. And does that move backwards or forwards? If you were to have a feeling in your body, would it move this way, this way, this way, this way? I would say forward more than anything. Okay. Is it fast? Is it slow? It's probably, it's like a, it's kind of a chill pace. It's like a, it's just a walking pace. It's, it's a full, it's not a sprint. It's not too fast. It's just good. It's a good pace. Okay. And so now I want you to think of the future with that forward pacing movement and tell me on a scale of one to 10, 10 being, I can't wait to do it. Zero being, uh, where is mm-hmm. it? I would say right now it's a, wait, so 10 is a hell yeah. Hell, hell and, yeah. I can't wait. To okay. Do it. Okay. I would say it's, it's right about a, an eight. Okay. And yeah. is an eight, is an eight good enough for you or do you want to make it a 10? What's comfortable for you? And eight feels good. Yeah, no, it feels, it feels pretty solid. I'm sure. I mean, shoot, I would, if you have some mechanisms to make it better, let's do it. Uh-huh. Well, I, mean, I want to learn. Sometimes you don't want to necessarily make something a 10 and eight would just be good enough. Yeah. And I would say it's good enough. Um, my worry is going back to potentially, you know, like uh, if it slows down, what would be a way to speed it up would be my okay, question. Well, all right. So let's do it right now. Yeah. So, I want you, so I want you to look at it and slow it down and make it a five. And then when that happens, speed it back up, make it an eight. Hmm. With the reset as part of it and all that. No need for the reset. I mean, you can do it. If, if The reset is when we go from one state to another. But if you're in a positive mm. state, no need to reset. Mm, got it. Okay. Okay. So, you know, make it, do some, make it worse and then speed it up and try to get it back to an eight. I'm speeding it back up now. All right. Now I think I'm actually above an eight now. <laughs> just feel okay. a lot more loose already. Just kind of, and it is a lot more of a, it's a forward quicker momentum, obviously bringing it back up. It's a little faster than once I get there. So your, 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 your mind is teaching your brain how to think about things, right? Because see, most of us, I mean, if you think about the podcast that we do, we get this great advice, but very few things change, right? Unless somebody has the willpower or the inclination to make that change, very few things change. Things stay the same, right? Not for, for mm-hmm. all, but for most. I mean, it's just a reality. And the challenge is because when somebody tells Matt, as an example, hey, man, you're going to do great. You're going to get pumped up blah, 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 on that thing. If he doesn't change the way he's, in, he's giving meaning to the information, it doesn't change his emotional state. Same with you. Oh, they're going to be good clients. It doesn't matter. If you get that negative backwards feeling that circles back towards you, that matter what we tell you. But if you then tell your brain, look, this is how we're going to give this future or current event meaning or past event meaning, your brain's going to go, oh, okay, you want this, not this. Oh, I got it. Okay, I'm learning. I understand that. Because the brain doesn't, doesn't give things meaning. We give it meaning. It just processes chemical information. Mm-hmm. So what happens is the, the anxiety, for example, when we have anxiety about a future event, is it's trying to protect us from getting harmed. So it's telling us all the horrible things that could happen. Like this really stuff could happen badly, so don't do it. Now, it's good if you're going to jump in a lake of alligators or, you know, go and do something, you know, take you know, I don't know, crack or whatever, you know, it's like, it's good to have that anxiety, right? This is good training for Matt. You know, he's yeah, exactly. (laughs) No more crack. I I do have a a crack trip planned. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, That's okay. As long as it's a future plan, it's okay. (laughs) 
So we're basically telling our brain, look, this is the meaning we want to give this event. Mm. So we have to, in, in our life, separating the mind from the brain is critical. Right? You know, there's mind, body, brain, spiritual, whatever you want to put it. Mm -hmm. Because that means that, for, I'll give you an example, right? When I last had a panic attack, it was in the car years ago. In my car, I have, I have a beautiful S550 Mercedes. I love my car. But every time I got in the car, I started to get anxious. It's a, it's a huge anchor. It's a trigger. Oh, my gosh. What if happens again? Now, that is not rational at all, right? It is strictly, exclusively a learned behavior. So I had to separate my mind from my brain. Tell my brain, look, when we get in the car, that is not the response that's going to help us. The response that's going to help us is this response. Let's think about it differently, right? And I did some stuff to think about it differently, and it went away. And it took me, it didn't, it didn't go away in days. It took me months to get through that because I kept trying stuff to see what works. And I was doing it on my stuff, which is harder to do it, you know, some of yeah. walking you through the process. But eventually it went away, right? Now, that's what, how people get learned responses. So when we look at, for example, your resistance, and this goes to you too, right, Matt? I mean, we talked about when you unchain the events, this is why havening is so, is so critical. When you unchain the events, there's no longer that conditioned response to the future of an impending doom event. Right, but you can't do without resistance. So we have to learn that resistance is actually success. So instead of because you know when Sikhamiyahi or whatever the guy's name pronounced wrote the book Flow talked mm. about flow, he didn't talk about the lack of resistance. He talked about being in the present and getting feedback that automatically allowed us to adapt and adjust. Basically, he said you get resistance when you're in flow. If mm -hmm. you're surfing, it's all resistance. If you're mm -hmm. in martial arts, it's all resistance. If you're selling, it's all resistance. But flow means the ability to adapt and use that resistance to help us get the feedback so we can make changes and ultimately arrive at a flow state. Mm -hmm. So for what I would suggest for you, Matt, and uh, Joe, and, and you too, Matt, but Joe in the future, is do not think happiness and success as a lack of resistance, but rather as a understanding and utilization of resistance mm -hmm. when you go to the gym are you looking for no resistance hell no i want all the resistance <laughs> yeah right because you, you can't do it matt when you're looking to learn a song you can't help but have resistance mm -hmm. right i mean it's 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 and it's and it's and for joe it's physical and his metaphor for yours is mental ah, i don't know how to do this how do i hit that chord you know it's and by the way mental resistance is more difficult to deal with than physical resistance hmm right? In, in the world of success. So, okay. So based on what we've uncovered thus far, what can you do individually, you know, and as a team to allow yourself to be in a better resourceful emotional state with projects that usually aren't emotionally resourceful, but you want to get done anyway? For me, I feel like it's having something to look forward to an event, uh, you know, an activity, or it could be a it could be a, a bigger project like a goal in the business. So this is just I'm talking kind of full spectrum here is having a bigger thing like a north star that I'm shooting for a direction. So hold that thought. Yeah, Matt, did you listen to look, feel, feel, look again? <laughs> That's you notice that, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking forward so I can feel this, feel this, and a spectrum of a star at all. So it's it's visual, kinesthetic, kinesthetic, visual. I mean, it, it is it is literally a repeatable pattern. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm going to go to you in a second, Matt, but for Joe, mm -hmm. so here's what I want you to think about. And this is, this is actually for you too, Matt. The reason when the last episode we talked about 
you guys in the morning doing more of the stuff that prepared your brain and put you in a, in a positive state is because when we get ourselves in a resourceful positive state and we then go to an other activity, we bring that resourcefulness and positive state to that activity. Mm-hmm. If we don't, then we bring limited resources and, and resources means ideas, you know, emotions, right? All of these things, you know, like, you know, have you ever had the experience where you are about to embark on something negative, but you get a really good piece of news and now that negative thing isn't that negative anymore? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. What, what changed? It's just mindset, right? Mind state. And yeah, it's, it's the stuff between your ears. That's a hundred percent correct. Right. So mm-hmm. you, you, your brain opened up its resources so that when you wanted to look at that, that was negative before, but you have good news. Now it's like, Hey, it's not a big deal. Like we can handle it. So the question is, how do we do that consciously? So Matt, what are you going to do in the future to ensure that you're most of, not always, but most of the time in a more empowering mindset? Uh, a lot of reframing, <laughs> um, you know, looking at, looking at these future things that give me anxiety, looking, you know, looking at my calendar and sort of analyzing, okay, what, what sort of things am I not looking forward to them? And then doing the, the sort of exercises that we did on this call already of, of looking at that future event, looking at a past event and, you know, getting them to line up with each other. Yeah. I mean, all you do is make it up, make it the same color, make it the same brightness, put in a still frame, stop the moving picture and stop the audio and, or say to yourself, that's going to be great. I'm going to do fantastic. And if I don't do fantastic, it'll be funny anyway, or whatever works for you. Right. Mm-hmm. And then noticing, right. Well, how do I feel? Is a feeling in my head or in my shoulders? And then if you go, I still have it, you just go back at it again. The challenge with this kind of stuff is people think I'm going to spend 30 seconds and visualize and I'm done. No, 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 dude. It doesn't work like that. Right. Like you do it mm-hmm. until right? that's the key, right? Until five right. minutes, 50, it doesn't matter because if you spend 30 minutes on the thing and you, and you absorb it, think of all the time you'll save, on the future anxiety, mm-hmm. right? It becomes challenging and it becomes somewhat difficult. And I'll give you an, I'll give you an easier, even uh, better way of doing it. So we're gonna play with something that Northern Linguistic Programming calls anchors. So mm-hmm. see, here are my hands, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna take your left knuckle, your left right here, your left knuckle, mm-hmm. right? And you're gonna put your hand like this. And for the, you know, those that aren't watching video, basically my right thumb is gonna touch my left middle knuckle and that's the knuckle that i would punch with mm-hmm. yeah like that right just like this mm-hmm. and then and then so we're just going to press it like that and then let go press it and let go and then we're going to go and put it down towards the, the knuckle and the finger mm-hmm. like 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 a volume Whoop. okay mm-hmm. so here's what we're going to do i want you guys and you can follow along with me i want you to think of something that just makes you super happy like i don't care don't have to know what it is just like super excited like hold on i'm gonna do it Okay, got it. As soon as I got it, I'm gonna press the knuckle and I'm gonna let go. And then we're gonna do this 10 times. So I'm gonna guide you through it. Think of something, you're gonna press the knuckle like this and let go. And each time you do it, press the knuckle the exact same way, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. Press and let go, okay. So you keep your eyes open, close, it doesn't make a difference to me. So think of a time where you were totally super happy. And when you feel that total super happiness, press the knuckle and let it go. Okay, now think of a time where you couldn't stop laughing. For example, for me, I remember I was in 10th grade and I got the giggles in homeroom and I swear to God, dude, I could, it was the only time I got the giggles, I could not stop laughing. So think of that time, exactly, and then press the knuckle and let it go. Okay, now think of a time where 
you had just finished a business activity, a speaking engagement, a project, and you felt completely unbelievable and unstoppable and like you were on fire and it was the greatest feeling on, the, on earth and then press the knuckle and then let it go. Now think of a time where either your spouse or your kids or your best friend or your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever, gave you a big hug and just you just felt absolutely totally emphatically just loved. I mean, like, oh my God, I've never felt so loved in my life. And then you just press the knuckle and let it go. And now think of a time when you arrived at a trip and could have been the beach, the forest, the moon, I don't care. And you got there and you just looked around and you were the happiest you've ever been because you're on that trip. And then when you're there, just press the knuckle and let go. And now think of a time when you were a kid and you either got a good great report card or a teacher told you you did something good or your mom something good or you did something good just go back in time when you're a kid and then when you're there and feel how good it felt and go ahead and press it and let it go and now think of a time when you bought yourself something and you know for me it was a superman i i got a superman when i was like 10 years old and i wanted to Christopher Reeve, Superman doll, and I saved up for it. I finally bought it. It just felt amazing, right? So whatever, when you, or maybe when I bought my first Mercedes or bought my first multi-million dollar house, you guys find out what it is. And then when you're there, press the button, your knuckle, and let it go. And now think of a time when you ate something that you just thoroughly enjoyed and it was a scenery behind it or a bunch of friends. And, and you're like, wow, this is the best. Like for me, it was when I was eating sushi was sushi like oh my god I first tasted that sushi and Santa Monica Boulevard at Etchy goes like oh my this is amazing so press that and let it go think of your first love if it's your spouse or before your spouse you know a puppy crush my first kiss was in third grade with Romy I don't remember her name it was in her closet her birthday party it was a peck on the lips and it rocked my world so think of that and then when you're there press the button and let it go and then think of the time that we haven't mentioned yet that is private to you and only you or maybe or maybe another person that was amazing and you felt incredible and you loved it and it gave you strong, unbelievable power. And when you're there, press that knuckle and let it go. And then one more. And now, nondescript experience. Think of yourself, what it feels like when you're powerful, strong, confident, ethical, character-driven, moral, and nothing can stop you and you can conquer the world. And you're like, man, I am on top of the world. I can do anything. And then when you have that feeling, press your knuckle and let it go. And now you can open your eyes, stand up, and then sit back down. And then I'm gonna explain what we just did and then we're gonna test it. And we're getting up and down again so we can you know, break the pattern so we're not. Mm -hmm. So what we did is we created a unique stimulus, right? An NLP, they call it an anchor. You can call it a trigger, whatever. And unique stimulus because you know, nobody ever touches that knuckle like that, right? <laughs> so before you press that knuckle, because you're going to find out when you press that knuckle, you're going to feel amazing. Before you press that knuckle, I want you guys from here on for the rest of your lives, if you choose to do so, is every time you have a great experience, press that knuckle. <laughs> We're going to keep doing adding anchors to that knuckle. And then you're also going to press it whenever you feel anxious or whenever you have a project that you're not looking forward to basically whenever you want to access that state, mm -hmm. you're going to trigger that knuckle. So we're going to do two things. One is we're going to keep adding amazing memories and emotions to that trigger. And we're going to utilize that trigger a lot when we need to. I'll give you an example. When I wake up in the morning and you, cause I do this, right? When I wake up in the morning, if I have a negative thought enter, I immediately go, 
and hit that mm-hmm. button. And then I slide, which we're going to do in a minute. I slide and you go, oh yeah, baby, bring it on. And then I'm instantly <laughs> in a positive state, right? Yeah. When I'm scared, when I'm you know, not feeling the best, I trigger that and I reconnect with the moments because that's called collapsing anchors, right? When two emotions meet in the brain, the stronger emotion will always prevail. The reason we're going to keep pressing that knuckle to build emotion can become such a strong anchor that when other things show up that are, are, are negative, they'll dissipate. Either we'll feel neutral about them, which is fine, mm-hmm. or we'll feel positive about them. And then, like, for example, you know, for you, Matt, when you do the exercise of the anxiety stuff and you don't feel anxious about it anymore and you, and you feel proud that you do the exercise, trigger the knuckle. Mm-hmm. And therefore, if you start to feel like, oh, I feel a little anxious about that, I don't know why, trigger that knuckle. And just think of it, right? Because you're going to collapse those anchors. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I want you guys to just go ahead and press the knuckle the same way you pressed it and tell me if it works for you. Yeah. For me, I, I, I press it and I instantly, it makes me smile. Like unconsciously, yeah. it just makes me smile. <laughs> yeah. I just put a smile on my face. That's crazy. And just like yeah. eased all my, like I feel it in my foot even. I'm like mm-hmm. still pressing my knuckle. I'm like, oh, my foot just went numb. Isn't that great? Yeah. We yeah. both did it. You both went. <laughs> like a yeah. like smile showed up yeah so so th- this is basically we're training our, our our minds our brains with our minds by saying look ultimately i don't want to feel bad when it's not time to feel bad like if a, if your puppy dies you know i wouldn't trigger the anchor although maybe you want to right i mean it's like you know if a movie's going to make you sad you know let, let things make you sad it's supposed to make you sad right mm-hmm. but when it comes to performance and in, in work or things in the future that give us anxiety or things that we in the future don't want to experience, we are going to say, Hey, look, man, you know, like, I don't want like, you know, Matt, there's no benefit in feeling anxious about a public event, mm-hmm. right? But there's a benefit in feeling great about it. So I might as well feel great about it or neutral. Right. Like, oh, sure. Whatever. Like, okay, no big deal. Right. You know, mm-hmm. but you get, the thing is you get to have that choice. Right. And, and Joe, if you take on a project that you don't like, either don't take the project on, right. Or don't feel stupid about it. Mm-hmm. right and if you're gonna go against resistance realize that that's you winning not you losing mm-hmm. but you have to train yeah. your brain that hey look resistance equals success not failure because that's the only way to get to the other side to get better stronger and wiser mm-hmm. so we can talk about all these you know advice that we get from all these internet marketing gurus and mm-hmm. you know and, and do this do this do that the other but the fact of the matter is people usually do not make those changes not because they don't want to they just don't know how yeah. Right. So we, we, you and I can force changes that will be driven by willpower and discipline in your work and in life. But why take the hard approach when the truth of the matter is we can still invoke discipline and willpower, but enjoy the process along the way. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, hell yeah. It's, okay. it's, it's fun because it's in our control, you know, we have the tools. Yeah. And, and, and here's the caveat, right? For you guys and for the listeners, if it doesn't work, it just means you need to do it more, mm-hmm. right? Like if you press the button and go, I'm still anxious. Okay, well then go back, add more positive anchors and do it again. I still feel anxious. Go back, you know, take the image. In other words, it, it, this, is, this is mindset training is literally that, mindset training. It's not mindset click and done and it's over. This is not a computer, you press the button. You still got to program the stupid thing, right? Mm-hmm. So you're in there with code. Oh, that's the wrong code. Let me try again. So. And the good news is the more you utilize these two tiny techniques, right? Three techniques, right? One of making the images like a, a forward image that you don't look forward to look like an image in the past that you enjoyed. If you just do that, that changes, right? 
adding the, the knuckle anchor trigger, whatever, to keep feeling good about it and then triggering it when something, you know, you want to feel good or whatever the case may be. And also rotating the feelings first in the direction that makes it feel worse and then in the opposite direction, right? If you do just mm -hmm. those three things, if we just practice it for the next 21 days and, you know, finding out works or doesn't work, think about how much more control and how much better you'll do in your life and in your career. Mm-hmm. Should what open up a lot of stuff, man. No, yeah. this is this is cool. I love it when there's like some kind of uh, there's a tool that you can really you know kind of anchor back to when things are maybe spinning spinning off track a little bit, you know, feeling out of control. But like you said, it's you could you could stand up and sit down to change a state. You know, it's it's the whole thing of like, oh yeah, I, I didn't go outside until I forced you know until like it was far too late, you know, because that's like the reset that works for me. It's like, well, shit, you should have taken the walk probably earlier. <laughs> when uh, right, yeah. What do you think, Matt? Yeah, no, I, I love this because it's it's like it's it's one thing to sort of get to why you are or the way you are. It's another thing to actually have something to do about it. And I think a lot of the sort of mindset type stuff that's available out there, it's a lot of it's about getting to the root of it, but not giving you actionable steps on how to actually solve the problems. So, you know, I, I love having tools like this that's, that we can just put in our toolbox and pull out whenever we need them. Yeah, and, and, and you're 100% correct, right? It is a tool. The, and the more you do it, the better you'll get at it. That's the key. These, these compound to mm -hmm. the point where just thinking about triggering your, your knuckle instantly changes. You don't depress it. Just think about it. And you're like, I'm already there, <laughs> right? And so which gives you control of... because. You know, the way things, the way our brain works, and you guys know this, is events happen outside of ourselves or in our brain, right? Like, you know, we have 60,000 thoughts a day, right? Mm -hmm. So a thought shows up and then our, our brain gives it a meaning. Oh, this means bad or, oh, this means good. It gives it a meaning. And then that meaning changes our emotional state. Example, I, you know, before we did this exercise, you tell Matt about the speaking engagement, that would be an external trigger. He would then say, oh, what if we screw it up? which was, right, that's the meaning he gives it. What do we screw it up? Mm -hmm. And then he would begin to feel anxious about it. Now it triggers and he goes, hey, what if we crush it? Yeah. Right. And then it yeah. triggers an excitement feeling about it, right? So the meaning he gives it is, hey, man, what if we just, what if we, this is the best speaking we've ever done? And we get, <laughs> so the meaning he gives it then changes his emotional state, which then gets him to perform better. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So go ahead, Joe. I'm hearing uh, like, cause Matt and I have been in, I don't know if we ch chatted about it on the last episode, but uh, <laughs> uh, inverse thinking, you know, it's just flipping the way you're looking at something. And it's exactly like you're saying it with me in terms of flow and resistance. While resistance is part of flow. When I'm feeling the resistance, it's a trigger that should be a trigger that, you know, I can do that exercise, the momentum backwards and then forward and then knuckle probably all at the same time. And, yeah. um, but knowing like, Hey, that's just the inverse of this thing. So that's just allowing me to remember the trigger and this, this, this tool that I have now. And Matt, like, I'm just thinking of like my emotional state when he starts to do that being like, hell yeah, that event's <laughs> going to fucking crush and we're going to do more if we want to. And they're going to go just as well. And, uh, like I could just see how that's going to obviously be amazing for him, but also back to me, you know, it's like this whole momentum thing, actually, I'm going back. It should be forward. There's <laughs> good momentum's happening now. Yeah, and, and, um, and, and listen, forward, backwards. Some might feel better forward. Some might feel better backwards, right? So, you know, some pictures might feel better as a movie. Some might feel, feel better as a, as a still frame. 
the idea is to notice what feels good about something and what doesn't, and then make the doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's all about how we represent in our brains the meaning of the events, right? What meaning are we giving it? And meaning is stored by visual, sound, and kinesthetic, right? This is, this mm-hmm. is what made Tony Robbins, you know, a great speaker. This is what put John Grinder and Richard Bandler on the map and a bunch of other NLP people, right? Mm-hmm. And so we've come further since the 1970s in terms of technology, but that's what they uncovered, right? They uncovered that these great therapists were simply changing the images, sounds, and feelings that people had about the either upcoming event or past event. And when they did that, the person felt different, usually better. And so, you know, they, I mean, they covered a lot more than just that. But as entrepreneurs, see, like, for example, for me, I was telling my wife today that, you know, I, I don't enjoy computer work. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself in the back from the doctor's office, from the, the dermatologist. I'm like, I need to change that. And it wasn't a, I need to change my computer. It was, I need to change how I give meaning to that. I need to stop saying that and I have to get excited about it or, or change it so that I, cause I have to do computer work anyway, right? We all have to do computer work. It's, it's inevitable, right? So I have to change how I represent that in my brain, the meaning I give it. So I enjoy the work. I'm going to have to do it anyway. Why be miserable? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so that, so that gave me that uh, triggered my anchor and it made me do, you know, the same thing that I just showed with you guys right about it. Mm-hmm. Now, to be honest with you, I wasn't pumped about it, but I became neutral about it. Like, well, whatever. Yeah. And that's okay. Being neutral about it is okay. I don't have to be, oh, I can't wait to sit in front of my computer and work. It's like, okay, well, it's like, how do you feel about it? Indifferent? Yeah. Great. Right? It's it, 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 one of those things. Anyway, you were going to say something? I'm, I'm doing the trigger right now because, <laughs> like, that's typically a thing for me. Like, it's a reframe that, uh, well... I didn't start getting the anxious feeling, but I was like, okay, well, I can relate to that. So I hit the knuckle and then I almost, I didn't even feel the anxiety, but I did feel it released further, even more so than I thought it could, I guess. So yeah, yeah that just worked again. That's crazy. It's, it's wonderful. And then and, what's, and, and, what's this though? Like you oh, didn't, you yeah. didn't explain I'm gonna the, get to that. I'm going to get to that in a second. That's <laughs> okay. a secret weapon. All right. <laughs> and, and my brain said, when my computer brain, my brain said, Hey, look, my, this one that came up for me. It said, we'll be neutral about it, but you got to cap it. Like you can only sit in your computer for two hours and you got you got you're done. You got, if you do that, then we're good. That was it. That was my unconscious mind keeping me an ecological check saying, Hey, we'll be neutral about it, but you can't sit for five, six hours, get up, go do something, you can come back to it, but you need a limit of two hours or less. And then that got me excited because I thought, you mean I don't have to do it for two hours score. Like this is I can relate to that me, too, right? because I can get a lot of shit done in two hours when I know I'm like, well, this is all I got. Let's go. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so my brain, so my brain came back, which is what happened to everybody. It came back with, Hey, no worries. We'll stop being yucky about it because it's good for us, but we're going to, we're going to negotiate that to minimum two hours. Cause you know, that's, that's just your limit for whatever reason. And then that got me to the, okay, now I'm looking forward to it. Cause I know it's just two hours. And then it's like, I want to go, okay, let me just get it all done in two hours and done right now. You know, I'm about to come back to it later on. I don't know. So, mm. you know, pay attention to what your brain tells you when you do things like that, because if it says two hours and you, and you violate the two hours, it's going to get angry at you. Mm. And then it'll come back and give you the same yucky feeling. So sometimes that's subconscious, right? It's like, it's, it's buried down there. Not, not consciously because you're doing the work and all that. But then, yeah, after two hours, you're like, you're failing yourself. The hell bro. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, and, and there may be because maybe you get neck pain when you sit too yeah. long. It's, you know, it, it knows more than you know. 
So you have to trust the intuition, right? Like, you know, and same with like playing guitar or it's like, something, okay, like, you know, only that, I mean, you have to listen to that part of your brain and not ignore it. Because if you do that, now you become more congruent. So what is the sliding anchor from one knuckle to the middle knuckle? So you're going to do this. When you hit that and you trigger that, when you slide it down, you're going to intensify the feeling every time more. So for example, and then here it goes. Oh yeah. Like I feel it just whoop. So it's like a volume control, right? So you can trigger all the time, but when you want that extra oomph, uh -huh. you, just, you just slide it. Watch, give it a go right now. Hit it and then uh -huh. slide and watch what happens. Yeah. You might even hear the whoop. <laughs> You know, or or whatever. I mind too. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like the Kool Aid Man, right? It's like a, yeah, it's like a boost button. This is my <laughs> yeah. So it's the nitrous. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's exactly what it is. It's exactly yeah. what it is. So like, if I was gonna do a speaking engagement, I'd hit that that the button, and then right before stage, I'd be like, boom, whoop, and then I would just show up, right? Just because now I'm like, or, yeah, yeah. or or whatever, right? I'm now I'm like I'm in state, like I am in. I'm pumped up. So, you know, and it's, it's as easy and as simple as it is. And again, it is the more you do it, the better you'll get and the stronger it gets. And if it, you trigger it with a negative emotion and it doesn't go like all pumped up, stop thinking about the negative emotion, anchor that again, like you get it pumped up and then hit it again. And the, you know, it succeeds when it's either neutral about the thing that was bothering you or you're pumped up about it. One mm -hmm. of the two, right? If it's neutral, you're like, well, whatever, it's neutral. If you're pumped up, like this is wonderful. So you've got the, yeah. the change from Matt, right? The image from past to positive in the future. We've got the anchor, the knuckle triggered. We've got resetting up and down. We've got the body moving forward, backwards, or side, you know, in circles, counterclockwise or clockwise. And remember, sometimes it, a negative feeling might be in the same direction as a positive feeling. That's okay. Just reverse it. You know, mm, so always go the opposite direction of whatever it feels like at the time. Okay. Yeah. So and and for example, for me. I know that if something is making me anxious, I get it that literally at the solar plex, pit of my stomach. Mm -hmm. It just feels like yucky. So what I do is I immediately move it down to my lower abs and it goes away. Mm, so yours is a downward then. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And the, and the reason is downward because I, I take that tension that's in my solar plex and I move it down to my lower abdomen below the belly button it just makes me feel more congruent. It makes me feel more solid. Like I'm fighting, okay. like when I was doing martial arts. It just, that's what works for me. Mm -hmm. You know, some people can move it to their chest, some can move it to their toe. Uh -huh. <laughs> the, the forward move, movement tends to work because it allows us to just take the speed or backwards movement to take the speed. Right, yeah. So, and so, so, so that's the key. So anyway, so, so my comment to you guys is, you know, work and life are nothing more than a, than a collection of, triggers internal and external meanings and emotions and then behaviors mm -hmm. right so you got trigger meaning emotion behavior that's the circle so why not when a trigger is positive anchor it remember it right put it in your special mm -hmm. place when it's negative stop it and then change it by either doing one of the few things we talked about so that it's the way you want it to be now if it's meant to be negative like for example kelly preston died today which is mm -hmm. super 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 sad she's was 57, breast cancer. I loved her. I thought she was an incredible actress. Both I wouldn't want to be happy wife. about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to be happy about that, right? I mean, you know, so I wouldn't use any of these techniques. So anybody has to go through 
the more mm-hmm. you process whatever the case may be. So, but for example, you know, my, my, the possibility of, of me having basal cell skin cancer in my arm, I don't want to feel bad about it or negative about it because it doesn't help me. Mm-hmm. If anything, it weakens my immune system. So right. that was when I did on, okay, well, boom, hit a trigger, whatever. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. excited about it, but it's like, hey, you know, it, when it shows up, if it shows up, God forbid, I'll deal with it. No big deal, right? That's a more empowering state. And mm-hmm. yeah, know, right? Which, <laughs> the freak which, out mode doesn't help anything. No, yeah. no, which I can easily uh, get into. <laughs> yeah, I, I can freak out. Sure, we all out, can. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can freak out. So it's the, the difference between, for example, I drove for the first time yesterday after I got diagnosed with diabetes. Uh-huh. And I didn't, I wasn't driving because at the time when you're on insulin, you can go hypoglycemic and you can pass out or, you know, whatever you uh, drive. Right. So, but now I can't cause I'm not an insulin. So I drove yesterday for the first time. It was a little anxious. Yeah. Right. So were you so hitting I, that button like crazy, huh? I, I couldn't actually, I did. I <laughs> oh. hit the button, but you know, word for me was I moved the feeling from my tip, the pit of my stomach to lower. And then mm-hmm. I hit the trigger. Then I hit the anchor. So I moved the feeling cause it was the pit of my, I moved the feeling to my lower stomach Kept it there for a good minute or two. Said, "Up, oh, you're not moving, motherfucker. You're still, you're, not, you're staying there." And yeah. then I kept triggering the anchor, and then mm-hmm. I triggered the anchor so much that I was like, "All right, I love driving again." And that was it. Interesting. Yeah, that just it. it I love these little tools because now you're in my brain, marks, and I'm going to start like <laughs> applying this to just random things. I mean, I gotta like, I'm feeling, you know, since it's a new thing, it's a habit, and you know, it's a, a thing I want to remember in the moment. So it's like, there's probably a lot of preloading having to get done. You know, it's like load that knuckle, yeah, you know, just like, just go nuts on that knuckle. And then finally it's like in there. Look, you have a good workout. You come back, hit the knuckle. Yeah. You know, like Matt, you, you, you get a great song on your something, hit the knuckle, right? It just, I mean, why not? If you do it mm-hmm. 20 times a day, 10 times a day, man, I'm telling you, uh-huh. mm-hmm. it'll just be such a great trigger. And then that knuckle is used for both positive and negative. Same thing That's with right. the other stuff. You know, a lot of the coaching that I've done for entrepreneurs has been business strategy, right? Okay, do X, Y, and Z, this way. But nothing has as great impact as making these little tools because then they can apply the things we talked about, mm. right? If we go through, if, if we talk about strategy for an entrepreneur, go do X, Y, and Z, and they get that self-sabotage because they think they have to be in the flow and they can't have resistance or whatever's happening inside their brain, their strategies are relevant. Mm. Now, a lot of these guys... You know, it's just, you know, full adrenaline rush. So they'll do it no matter what happens. They're just going to do it, right? But you want to make sure that you eliminate the, the self-imposed obstacles, mm-hmm. not the external obstacles, right? You know, if a customer says, no, I yeah. don't want to buy your stuff, that's part of life. But you should not, not call that customer just because right. you're afraid of something. Well, and it's like if you're giving strategies to someone with an operating system that's not able to handle the external things that might cause a resistance that then takes them off course, like a bad resistance where they don't know how to handle that. You know, they can't take it into a flow state. They just kind of stay there. It's not sustainable. Like, yeah, like you said, they might do it for brute force for a while just because it's like, Oh, I want to stay accountable to marks or someone, (laughs) you know, like that. But it's like at the end of the day, they're probably not going to do it themselves. That's exactly right. Yeah. And, and, and you have havening, so if you have memories in the past that cause you distress, you could just have them or tap, whatever. And then, you know, and again, you're not going to feel like, oh, wasn't that great that I was raped when I was 10? Like, that's not ever going to happen. But mm-hmm. what you don't want is, you know what? It happened, but it doesn't hold me back. 
and by the way, I wasn't ripped at 10. I'm just saying as an example mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. from somebody of that nature. Or, you know, I, yeah. I, I lost my first fortune. There's $10 million gone, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, not gone. I know where it went. They didn't go to good places. <laughs> um, but, you know, but, I, but, but having that memory is good. So I learned, but having it hold me back emotionally is not good. Hey, man, I mean, this is the stuff I've worked through, like, and not, not the knuckle thing, but the havening, like with my dad, losing my dad. I mean, I, you know, I, that doesn't haunt me anymore, but hell yeah, it did for a while. But yeah. like tools like this can bring me back. I'm like, wait, 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 hold on. I'm safe. I'm good. I'm here. More than healthy right now. So. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. So, so I think it's a separating of the mind from the brain and understanding that the, that the mind tells the brain what it wants to learn, and then the mind sets the mindset for the brain. Because these are basically tools that you're consciously using to condition your brain to respond the way you want it to respond. Mm-hmm. Your mind gets to decide. You know, your mind yeah. is the neocortex, and then you're training the reptilian brain how you want it to respond and what meaning it needs to give to certain triggers. Mm-hmm. Right? So, and, and, and since you're entrepreneurs and you're out there conquering the world and doing those things, it's like, look, man, your brain is your greatest tool, only second to your mind. So why not use your mind to decide how you want to behave and then train your brain how you want it to perform? I guess I never thought about the whole mind and brain difference. Yeah, the brain is the thing that's probably going to keep you running. It's that's the machine, but the mind is that scurly little bastard that can take the machine off course. Like It's like you're steering in a car, basically, if your alignment's off. You're freaking, that's your mind. You know, you got to dial that alignment back in. So you're staying on course and actually in control of where the hell you want to go. That's exactly right. It's, it's the, the mind is the conductor mm. and the brain is what moves the vehicles to turn right, left, stop, go. But most people have the right mind, the wrong brain function. Right. Right. And so how we get that training is what's key. Look, I mean, you know, some people were trained to feel super in the flow with lots of resistance. You trained yourself to feel out of the flow with resistance. What's the difference? Not the resistance, but the meaning, the mindset, right? The brain. Mm-hmm. So train it to make you feel good. Some people love to do public speaking. They can't wait to get out there. They know, you know, they, you know some people used to get anxious. What's the difference? Not the person or the event, but how they give it the brain to function. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So, mm. so, anyway, so here's my challenge for you guys. When do you want to come back to this podcast, to the second podcast after the lost episode was lost <laughs> yeah. and, and, and tell me how you've used it. And then I want to know measurably through numbers, how did it increase your business and your personal life? Example, you know, our business went from X to Y, we increased 10%, 15% or whatever. Um, or, you know, I, my work hour decreased from this many hours to this many hours by productivity one up, or I'm spending two hours practicing songs, or I learned three songs versus two, you know, whatever you can you have to decide now, but I want you guys to decide what numerical values are going to determine whether or not you are doing this. You know, my happiness level was a seven out to nine, you know, you need to measure something. Mm-hmm. And then so, and you can come back with whatever you decide to measure, but when do you want to have, the, the follow-up podcast, because I really, you know, doing this for you and the listeners and myself is a waste of time unless yeah. we, can, we can actually utilize it and get better at it and, and promote it. So For sure. I so, mean, you said, uh, what, 21 days is, is, uh, is what you would challenge. Would it be too far to say 60 days? So maybe, yeah, it's like, great. yeah, okay. See, according to the, you know, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan's book, The One Thing, 
uh-huh. they looked at what how actually long it takes to create a habit. And they said in some cases it takes three days, in case it takes 300 days, they came up with an average of 66 days. Mm. So why don't we go for 66 days? Okay, 66. Now you're, you're going to find that the habit kicks in pretty quickly because it's easy to do. And it's right. a lot of fun because you feel good when you do it. Um, and you're going to find that a lot of things change quickly. Some change a little slower, but you'll have to decide. So I'll leave it up to you guys in 66 days to come back with what you measured and then just to schedule it um, to see what happens, right? Because I yeah. am, I know what it does for me. And by the way, if and when you use it and you overcome something, anchor that. Mm, so it's like a proving to ourselves kind of thing. Like, hell yeah, we did that anchor. Right, exactly. Like, like I don't feel nice anymore. This is great. Bang. Uh-huh. Oh my good! I'm, I I I don't dread that project. Bang! Right, anchor the success of the anchor. It'll. it'll I've been anchoring just... this call the whole time. I'm like, hell yeah, Marx is a shit. <laughs> Thanks for coaching us. Like, it's oh, seriously, man. it's like a gratefulness thing. But at the same time, it's like shit. I, yeah, I probably could have stumbled upon this on a blog post online, but it would not have been this impactful. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah so. if it's if it's not if somebody doesn't walk you through it, and right? You don't experience it. It's tough to get it. Right, well, even a I, listener should be able to, you know, someone sure. listening to inside our conversation here should get more than just reading something passively, you know, that mm-hmm. they stumbled across. A hundred percent. So, sure. yeah, so. So, so, so me too. But you're right. Gratefulness, add grateful, any positive emotion that you experience at any time you're at the day, bam, watch a good movie, bam. So a good, good song, bam, you know, it, it, and if you make that a lifelong habit, forget Oof. about it, man. That's yeah, right. Forget about it. It'll, it'll, <laughs> It will blow, it'll blow anything else you could possibly do for your mindset. And it will give you a sense of confidence because if something negative happens, you go, it's a problem, I can handle it. So what would you say to the folks that say life is hard or life is tough? I'd say they're right. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, but so what? Yeah, so that's like, yeah, it's like, that's fine. So yeah. it is, yeah. I, I mean, my daughter <laughs> just, this- sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I want to hear it wasn't story. challenging, we'd all get bored. <laughs> exactly. True. Yeah, I mean, my, my daughter just, you know, she went to, she's in summer school right now in college. And she's like, Daddy, this is hard. I was like, yeah, and? <laughs> you know, and she knows these tools, right? It's like, go, and? What are you going to do about it? Well, class is hard, but okay. And what are you going to do about it, right? So I didn't diminish her emotion. I just said, yeah, maybe it is hard. I mean, you know, life is hard sometimes, right? I mean, when mm-hmm. I was diagnosed as a lad or type 1 diabetic in April, it was like, I was like, poor, I was like, okay, now what do I do? You know, I didn't ask for it. Right. And if, you know, if the skin tag becomes basal cell, okay, great. So what do I do? Like, yep. like, you know, it, it's not going to define me. Yeah. And it's, it's like, what, ne- what's next? What do I do now? Okay. I'm right. at a, I'm at a, a decision point, this tree, you know, like which, which direction do I choose? Right. Well, look, so, I, you know, I'm into like jigsaw puzzles. I play like video games. I try to play guitar. All of that stuff is hard as shit for me a lot of times, right? <laughs> but I actually enjoy the challenge. So I actually choose to lean in and, and find enjoyment in that challenge. You know, why can't everything else that I find challenging be the same? Why can't I just shift that into like being a game that I'm looking forward to playing? It, it's mm. exactly right. So and, and not only is that accurate, Matt, but here's what I would suggest you do. Take how you represent playing video games. Find out the image, the sound, the feeling. Understand it well. Take work, notice the difference, and then make work look just like playing video games. Mm, I like that. Right? And then anchor that. And now work is, so, you know, I know we're over the time, 
<laughs> I, I, I am an ambitious guy who likes to make a living, right? I like mm -hmm. to make a lot of money. We all do. Mm -hmm. um, however, when I focus on that, I don't feel as positive and powerful as when I focus on something else, meaning uh, being a person of integrity and character and value. Because then if I don't make the kind of money that I want to make in a certain project, it doesn't define me, mm -hmm. right? What defines me is how did I play that game? Mm. And this is, what, this is what the Zen monks are trying to do is to sort of detach from material gains, right? Is, of course, all the material gains. Of course. I mean, you know, if you're ambitious, you'd be stupid not to. But if you focus on that, then the sense of stress and the identity becomes with, if you get it, you're a stud. If you don't, you're a loser, right? So like, for example, I'm investing in real estate. So I know not every deal is going to pan out. It's just, it, it, it's a numbers game. The question is, did I present the most creative offer that I get to the deal as quickly as I possibly could and that I tell the truth the entire time to do what's best for the seller and for me and for the buyer, whatever, right? And I'm not an agent, but you know, for my investor. If the answer is yeah, then what do I care if the thing works out or not? I hope it does, but if it does, it doesn't change my success. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that is, that's to me the meaning, remember? Trigger, right? Meaning, emotion, behavior. The trigger, the meaning I'm giving it is, as long as I play the, the, by these rules, I feel good and I'll behave in that respect, right? So, you know, if, if I'm going to buy a property and it's worth, we're looking at one that's what, $16 million, right? Or is it 20? Mm -hmm. And I, I did the numbers. I said, there's no way I'm going to pay you. Uh, I think it's, it's uh, $750,000 an acre. So whatever the mm -hmm. math comes out to. And I was like, and the guy's like, well, the acreage is worth, or he didn't say this, but the acreage on the corner is worth a million dollars. I don't care. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to make the project work, I got to do it half a million bucks but I'm not going to lie to the guy and mislead him. Right. I'm going to, you know, put out there as best I can. If he takes it great. If he doesn't, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. Right. So, so how we define the game is a, is a big determining factor on how we feel about ourselves in winning or losing. So Matt, the reason why you love guitar in video games and what was the other puzzles mm -hmm. is that in your mind, success means I overcame the challenges and I learned and I figured it out. Mm -hmm. That's why you're so good at Facebook and, and, and all the other stuff is that it's a game to you. I figured it out. I got it. I figured it out. That's the mm -hmm. one. Yeah, I figured it out. Right. And in business, if we don't make the money we want to make, we think we didn't figure it out. That's not true. Mm. What's true is did we figure it out? The money's independent of that. Maybe the money was less than I thought, or maybe it's more than I thought. You know, if I do a deal, for example, and I buy a piece of land, which is what we're looking at now mm -hmm. and I develop it, and I make less than I thought I was going to make. Well, I still figured it out. I just didn't make as much as I thought I was going to make. Right. You know, I still beat that video game level. I just didn't get the extra juicy points or whatever. Right. <laughs> but I still beat it. So, so again, yeah. and it's all how we see things in our mind, what we say to ourselves. And so if you see yourself as if they have an image of, if I only make X dollars of a success, change that image. So if I figure it out, for example, if I get an, I'm, I'm going to be mad. If I get an ad to work, and it makes us profit, I'm a success. Now, it may not make me 10 times a profit, it may make me two, it doesn't matter. I still figured it out. Now I can figure another one out, another level, another level, right? You just keep playing the game. Right. You know, Joe, when you talk to a customer or when you have any of you questions, yes, it's all about that, mm -hmm. right? But that's all about how we interpret things inside of our brain. And look, and for me, like if I'm gonna make a deal, for example, a real estate deal, I trigger my anchor. Hmm. And I'm feeling good. And now I'm not scared whether they say no or yes. Or if I'm coaching a client, I trigger the anchor before I go. 
And if I'm not, if I don't feel great, I go, okay, what I, I, I literally do this. I go slow my thinking down. Okay. What's the first thing that comes pumps up? Oh, it's that image. I wasn't aware of that image, but now I am. Now I can manipulate or, or, or I'm saying that to myself. Okay. Well now I know what I'm saying to myself or, ah, it's that feeling in my tummy. Once I slow down the thinking, I can trigger out what's the first thing that pops up. And then I work on that as the Genesis and then everything else shows up after the fact. Right? So it's like a trickle down approach. You start with that most obvious thing, do your, do your knuckle exercise. And then from there, it just kind of, it's like momentum. Yeah. It's remember, I don't know if you talked about this. We talked about sort of havening, right. And how, you know, there's, there's an anchor in the ocean and your boat is tethered to that anchor and that anchor has chains in it and you can keep, cut the chains. Right. But really, if you go down to the bottom of the anchor and you cut that anchor, you're totally free. Mm -hmm. Right. It, it just, it's a hundred percent. The first chain won't do it. So you got to go all the way down to that really, really, really part of go, okay, this is it. And then the whole thing disappears, right? You could let go of the chain doesn't, the anchor doesn't exist anymore. So we have to slow our thinking down because a lot of the processes are unconscious that happen quickly. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So that's probably, yeah, mm -hmm. go ahead. No, please go ahead. Yeah. Just the last thing is, is that's why like a KPI wouldn't be your money, you know, input, uh, you know, your revenue, it's your action. Like in Matt's case, it'd be making that ad profitable. Yeah. whatever that KPI looks like for that activity. Right. It, it's, it's, it's a number that you can control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, you know, it, it, it's sort of people really, I'm glad you brought that up because in business people have the wrong KPIs. Right. Right. So and you train I mean, that in us because yeah. I remember we were talking about, Oh, it's the dollar value. Isn't that the most important thing? Well, it's, it's your actions that lead up to that point will result in that thing. In yeah, that exactly. So for me, like, you know, my formula is, um, RM plus the machine equals the income, mm -hmm. right? So the RM is the raw materials, right? You know, like uh, uh, money, time, people, ideas, right? That's raw materials. And then the machine itself has those four parts, right? Mindset, strategy, team building, and sales. And then the EBITDA is the dollar amount. So mm -hmm. you can't control the dollar amount, but you can't control the raw materials. You can control the machine. And then depending on both raw materials and machine, what comes out is the dollar amount. So Matt looks at a Facebook ad, for example, and goes, okay, well, I'm going to put this much money, this many ideas, this much time, and this many people in it. Those are raw materials. He runs it through his machine, and then whatever comes out is, you know, the product. Oh, okay, well, that's not what I want it to be. Well, then change the machine or change the raw materials, right? And so, and that's where your KPI should, your, your key metrics reside. And then the income that goes up or down, and then you just, you keep playing with those pieces. That's mm -hmm. the game. And then, you know, you'll know if the game is coming up or down based on the income. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, but the first thing on the machine is the mindset. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like it. All right. That's all good. Right, guys. Good, man. So, all right. So Thank 66 you. days. And then you, so by then you'll know what your key metrics or numbers were. Yep. And then, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, maybe you guys do nothing. With it. I don't know. Hey, already, man. I, th I think, I, well, I know the lost episode impacted me and I think it has Matt too, you know, and essentially the walk away from that one was working less and uh making more really and that's exactly what we've been doing you know it's it's prioritizing the stuff out of the business so we're containing our activities within the business to a you know finite amount of time where it doesn't freaking seep into our entire lives basically <laughs> so and are, are you are you working less and making more that's it is working for me and i know i know we're making more <laughs> i think matt's working less i don't know exactly <laughs> are you matt yeah, definitely. <laughs> Are you is is your level of happiness higher? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, I mean, the last the last couple of weeks have been been we've been on a pretty good wavelength as far as the amount of money coming in, but also the amount of hours put in to make that money has been a lot lower than it used to be. That's great. And and does that make you more comfortable and peace of mind, or are you anxious about the fact that you're working less? Um, there's a little bit of both there, but I would say it's giving me more peace of mind. I think I think there's a little bit of of uh some conditioning my brain needs to continue to go through to feel comfortable you know not being at a computer not and it's not always getting stuff done being at a computer doesn't always mean i'm getting stuff done right mm -hmm. but uh, there's a little bit more conditioning i think i need i, I think i need it, it it to to play out a little bit longer before i feel totally comfortable you know just stepping away and and feeling like things are going to keep going well take the image of how you represent that bit of anxiety and stuff and change it. So, I mean, there's no point, there's no need to condition it. You could just do it in your mind already conditioned. Mm -hmm. In other words, what we did today, you can start playing with about that. See, that's the thing right. is now, don't just think of things like that anymore and be like, oh, I gotta condition it. No, 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 hold on a second. I can change this or begin to change it faster now with the anchor and or the, the change in the images, for example, or the feeling in your gut, you know, do not let life run your process. You run the process through life. Mm-hmm. So that, you know, now that you know, well, hey, look, I'm, all, I'm not there yet. Okay, how can I train my brain to be there now? Probably a good question to ask is, how can I train my brain to be there now? And, and it doesn't mean you're going to ignore the fact that, that you have to be mindful of how much time you work. With much, I mean, you, know, you, still be, you still have to manage that. Mm -hmm. But at least you won't have the negative emotion attached to it. Right? So how can I train my brain? You know, I'm not 100% there yet. Okay, great. What has to happen? for my brain to get me 100% where it's ecological, meaning where I feel good about it, but I'm also making sure there's, you know, there's things in place to make sure I don't overdo it. Working one hour a week probably won't be the best thing for me. Mm -hmm. Right. I like, like my computer two hours, you know, was my, my brain told me. So, you know, it, 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 this is where this really takes a hold. It's when you start looking at everything in your life that you're not 100% in love with to make it better. And the things that are working great, which is my biggest thing, my favorite thing to do is, how do I make that even work better? Like, I love playing guitar. Great. How do I make that even better? Mm -hmm. It might not be time. I just might be more emotional. It might be more, you know, more anchor. I mean, before you sit down, press the anchor and go, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's how do we make the bad either neutral or good? And how do we make the better freaking amazing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? And not without challenges, not without problems, not without life obstacles, right? I mean, it, you know, sometimes things get frustrating and we get annoyed. And that's totally mm -hmm. normal. Right. But the idea is yeah. to be at, you know, Elon Musk, I think just announced today, had another huge increase. He, he's now richer than Warren Buffett. I think yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. And he's feeling great. I promise you he has challenges. But if we look at his entire day, 80% he's feeling in the zone. Right. 20% mm -hmm. probably a total disaster. Right. But 80% <laughs> he, feels in the, he feels in the zone. And I think when you're in the zone, and zone does not mean lack of resistance, it means that you're present, right? That's why I define the zone. Um, you're going to make better choices and you're going to have more pleasure in life, in my opinion, right? Mm -hmm. Again, mm -hmm. not easy, but, but we can do it. So, yeah. All right, guys, before we end this podcast, anything else, comments, questions? I would just say this was the most uh, impactful podcast, it, it definitely, but different. It, you know, it's not what I expected. So I'm stoked yeah. on this format. It's not one I was expecting at all. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, it's been, it's been really helpful. And I think, I think we covered a lot of ground and gave ourselves a lot of tools to work with now. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, looking forward to, to the, the recap and what was it? 61 days? 66. 66 days. days yeah. Remind me why 60. I know there's the power of habit. You said 21 days originally, and then you said 66 days. So, so 21 days was what they came out with in, I think in the 1950s. Okay. Uh, when, habit. Yeah. yeah. But when Jay Papasan and Gary Keller wrote the book, the one thing, they looked at all the research, how long it takes to form a habit. In some cases, it was five days. In some cases, it was a year. So when they looked at all the research, they just came up with one number, which was 66. Like they basically uh, added okay. them all up Got and it. averaged it out. But I mean, in, in my opinion, you can develop a habit in one day. Right. Depends you know? on the motivation and probably all the stuff involved. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I mean, it, okay, cool. You know, Got if, the 66 if, in. Yeah. If somebody tells you that if you don't floss your day, every day you're going to die, you'll floss every day. It doesn't take Hell 66 yeah. days. <laughs> it'll be a habit for the rest of your life right so true yeah right, guys, awesome anything? well thank you marks no, no this pleasure. is great yeah all right. well i appreciate you guys have an incredible day we'll talk to you soon you too